Hotep. Hello. Welcome back to the Magic of Egypt podcast, episode two. We are so excited to have you for this doozy of an episode. (laughs) (laughs) Researching this was quite, air quotes, fun. Yeah. So, Um, in case you don't know, my name is Allie. This is Amber. And we are your hosts for this little sit down. Um, So today we are talking about the importance of names in comedic culture and especially why you should be calling your comedic gods by their comedic names and not their Greek names. Um, This is something that we will be standing on our soapbox on forever about. (laughs) Because it's so important to me. This is the easiest step one in how to decolonize your practice. I agree with that. So, what are we talking about? The gods have more than one name. Yes. Yes, they do. Um, It can be a little confusing, but that's okay. Yeah, so, uh, buckle in, besties. This is going to be a bit of a ride. (laughs) (laughs) So, the names that we usually know the Egyptians' gods by, for example... Osiris and Isis, Horus. Horus is an entirely different story. We will probably have an entire episode about Horus. Horus and Anubis, Thoth, Seth, all those names that you already know were names that were given to the Egyptian gods by the people of Greece after Greece colonized Egypt. And since we are actively looking for ways to decolonize our practice. And this is such an easy thing to do. Um, This being, you know, calling them by the comedic names. Personally, I don't really understand why people are still doing it. Unless they genuinely don't know, which is exactly why we're here. So hello, friends. Let us teach you a thing. It's a good thing, I promise. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I feel like when you first learn about it, it's kind of a mind-bending thing, but then it kind of settles in your brain a little bit. You're like, oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, during this episode, we are going to be using the Greek names, and we're going to sound a little weird because we don't... These words don't come out of our mouth anymore. No, they don't. So, to use the example we already used, Osiris becomes Wasir... Isis becomes a set. See, like, especially saying, like, Isis, like, I never call, I, I, she's a set. Like, it's, anyway. (laughs) Horus is a whole other story because there's, like, 19 of him. We're only exaggerating a little bit. There's, like, there's, like, a, like, Amber and I sat down the other day, and I think we came up with, off the top of our head, like, eight or nine different Horuses. It was, it's confusing. We didn't even try that hard. But like No. <laughs> <laughs> this poor guy. But it's like, like but it's like which one? Like when someone's talking about Horus, I'm kinda like, that almost doesn't mean anything. Like the son of Osiris and Isis is Herusa Aset. The brother of Osiris and Isis is Heru Ware. And there's we had a list of like almost ten different forms of Horus, I'm using air quotes here. So, and they're also different. They're not like just Horus, but when he's older, and like Horus when he's eating a sandwich or whatever it is. Like, there's so many. <laughs> no, because he just did that. Like, sometimes they were like, you know, when this god is like not happy, he turns into this god, or like Ra, to use an example, like an actual example. Um, at different times of day, he becomes a different god. This isn't what we're talking about with Horus. Generally, people are talking about what they call Horus the Younger, and his name is Hedrusa Aset, which literally translates to Hedrus, son of Aset. Yeah. Anubis is Anpu, Thoth is Jehudi, and Set is... I I can't even say his Greek name. No, you can't even... Seth. Seth (laughs) is Set. Like, it's literally the easiest one to switch over to. You just Wait. drop the T. The H. Did I say T? Yes. <laughs> just drop the T. <laughs> so 
the goal of this podcast has always been like Amber and I like literally every day like have these conversations about cometicism and like what are we doing and like what does this mean and what does that mean the goal of the podcast has always been for you the listener to feel like you're sitting in on these conversations and hopefully participating on you know TikTok and Instagram and all these different platforms that we love to communicate with you on so yeah enjoy uh drop the tea (laughs) you know you can just have a cup of tea with us it'll be fine i am literally having a cup of tea right now i just have water Mm -hmm. um we'll talk later more about the greek to comedic names but for right now we have a link in our link tree on um it's a table of the comedic to Greek names. So if you're working with Hathor and you're like, wait, what's her? What's her comedic name? It's Hateru. And we have that reference for you really easy. There's also different spellings and pronunciations with <laughs> each of the comedic names. <laughs> Which will be, I'm just, honestly, I feel like that just adds to the confusion, especially to beginners. And I get that. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little frustrated and you're like, all right fuck this oh now we have to but, change our explicit rating thank you shit <laughs> you're welcome honestly we should have just done that to begin with but at least at least it's over now yeah so to use osiris as an example because we're going to drag him throughout the episode as the example sorry, sorry but exactly so i call him Wasir, w-e-s-i-r amber calls him usir u-s-i-r and both of those names are right as long as you're not going call him Osiris don't call him Osiris <laughs> I'm so tired <laughs> we have to keep in mind that these names have existed over time in vast land masses for over 3,000 years just in Egypt alone so there are going to be different pronunciations different phonetic spellings mm-hmm. just different ways to call the same God the same name and because uh, who else is an easy example Aset. I call her Aset, A-S-E-T. You call her I-S-E-T, Iset. It's the same goddess. It's just probably we're referencing different regions within ancient Egypt. Probably. There is a quote from Ritual and Religion in Ancient Egypt by Emily Teeter. It is on page 13, if any of you guys have that book. Quote, for more than 3,000 years, the Egyptians maintained generally the same outlook on the world, making theirs one of the most unchanged societies yet known, unquote. And I think that's why we still have these names is because even when they were, how do I want to word this? Even when the comedic gods were worshipped consistently, uh, originally, originally, it was still a 3,000 year time period. So just from a, you know, a linguistic standpoint, there's always going to be different accents, different spellings. You know, some guy probably spelled one of their names wrong, you know, 4,500 <laughs> years ago, and we're still going off Oops. of him because we trusted him. There's just so many reasons why a god can have more than one comedic name. Even who people who work with the comedic deities should keep in mind that their comedic names are much more important to use than their Greek names, not only from a history standpoint, but from a metaphysical standpoint, from a Um, antiquity standpoint, kind of both. Kind of both? Kind of all three. I just, yes. I agree with that. You're being very shy today. I am. I, I'm following along with what you're saying, and I'm just like, she says this so much better than I could ever say this. Let's be trying public speaking this. experience. I do not. I know. I do not. At all. In, no, I'm not even going to get into that. But that'll be something different for a later time, maybe. Oh, my God. We're, we were talking about having kind of like mini episodes where it's like, you know, this episode ha- is very, very dense in research and data. And, you know, it takes us two months almost to write this episode, yeah. which, by the way, 80% of it at least was Amber. So bravo, Amber. 
for this episode. I I totally checked out, and I am sorry. <laughs> You're okay. I'm, um, I'm publicly calling myself out. You don't have to do that, honey. I already did. <laughs> well, I guess you did. <laughs> Just doing the the history of, like, Alexander the Great has been a wild ride, and it was very uncomfy, but... So I hope whenever you read it and you saw my little notes, it made you laugh because... <laughs> I went to sleep and I woke up and Amber had written a small dissertation about Alexander the Great conquering Egypt. And I was like, when did you sleep? <laughs> I don't sleep. <laughs> I'm just joking. I sleep. I, I love sleeping. I'm the one that doesn't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> But like, to, um, like you know, now we're talking about Alexander the Great. Ali and Amber, why are you talking about Alexander the Great? It's because it's all Alexander the Great's fault. It is. Um, in like 331 BCE, when Alexander conquered Egypt, that's when we start seeing references, or not exactly, pretty soon after is when we start seeing records of... Osiris and Seth and you know the names within the myths start to change with the much heavier influence of Greek culture on top of Kemetic. Yeah. Oh no, because he's uncomfy. <laughs> Everything about his history is really uncomfy. And Yeah, we, like, very deliberately didn't put a lot about Alexander the Great's influence on um, Egypt in here because a lot of it was kind of triggery. Yeah. It wasn't the happiest thing I've ever read in my life, obviously. <laughs> nope. It's not like, you know, he, he came over to Egypt be like, hey, guys, let's be besties. No. <laughs> yeah, the, no one. Yeah. No. It would have been better off that way. Well, you know, but yeah. we more wanted to give you guys a time frame of when this happened. So around 331 BCE is when um, Egypt was taken over by Alexander the Great. And that's when we get all these different names starting to come in. And then it was this whole thing and the Ptolemies came. And oh, God. <laughs> However, I will give Cleopatra her chef's kiss. <laughs> I will give her that. Because she tried. <laughs> Someone had to. Yeah. <laughs> so given that the earliest record of some of the gods is between pre-dynastic and the beginning of dynastic era Egypt, um, which took place around... 3000 BCE, just because we love a round number here, we stand. Um, so for <laughs> argument's sake, let's say that the first mention of the gods took place around 5,000 years ago. Throughout the 3000 years that these gods were regularly worshipped, because it's the year 2022, so 5,000 minus 3,000, you know, no, I, I messed that up. I'm sorry. I'm being math condescending because I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm terrible at math. And I'm just looking at her like, Allie, I can't do that in my head. Remember, I have, I have, I can't, I can't. I have to sit here and be like, um, wait. 5,000 minus 2,000. Which is 3,000. Yeah. Great. Okay. I said it the other way around. <laughs> Yes, and that's why I'm like negative. Wait, that's where my brain was just like you said it the wrong. Way. I am, I am once again publicly shaming myself. I am sorry, everyone. Um, so <laughs> for the three thousand years that these gods were regularly worshipped, of course there were going to be slight changes in the way that their names were pr pronounced. We can attribute these differences to regional accents, to misspellings, whatever the case may be. So to use Osiris as an example again, because sorry, Big Green, you're going to be the, the example throughout this episode. It is equally correct to call him Wusir and Usir, or Aser or Ser or Usir or Sari or Oser. And I'm sure that there are others, but those are the ones that we listed out from a really super quick Google search. 
but all of those names are just as valid as one another. Just like, please don't call him Osiris. Please. <laughs> I'm asking you for a personal favor. Please stop using the name Osiris. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think stop using Seth too. Like. Seth is the easiest one. Seth is the easiest one. Just drop the H. I almost said drop the T again. <laughs> it's been a long it's been a long couple weeks. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yes, we we understand how weird and confusing that can be. Mm-hmm. I think my brain kind of blue screened a little bit when I first was a like a baby comedic because I mean I'm lucky enough that I had someone who at the time worked with the same god that showed up to me first mm-hmm. and she let me know like hey don't call him that call him this and I was like what is that and she had to kind of explain this whole conversation to me mm-hmm. and I think I was like I'm gonna quit like I'm just gonna <laughs> No, I was serious. I was like, I can't do this. And then, like, once I kind of let the initial shock kind of, like, die down in my brain, I was like, oh, no, this is actually really easy. I'm fine. I don't I don't remember when I started using ESET because ESET's the one that came to me first. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was, like, six years ago. So, like, and I did. I used ISIS. But then once I started doing my research and everything, it just eventually moved into ESET. I think I actually used OSET first, and mm-hmm. then now I use ESET. Well, that's why I use OSET, because Heru's name is Heru-Saset, which literally translates to son of. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I tend to, you know, lean towards that name more. Yeah. It's kind of interesting that we're talking about her and then next in our notes we're like, hey, tell the tell the Isis myth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isis versus Ra. Oh, my God. Do you- <laughs> so. Once upon a time. <laughs> basically. We, wa- we wanted to give examples both historically in the sense of, like, this is all Alexander the Great's fault, but also in comedic myth reasons why it's so like why the name is so powerful i guess is what we're trying to get to yes because names are powerful so all right so like eset created a cobra from clay and raw spit delicious i know (laughs) she then placed the serpent on the path that raw took every day in the snake, in the snake, I said that weird. The snake bites Ra, sn- and Ra tries what? The snake. <laughs> the snake. <laughs> so the snake it, it bites Ra, and Ra tries to command the poison to leave his body. However, since the snake was made for Ra's spit, he couldn't cure himself. So, Eset swoops in to save the day, but on one condition: Ra must share his true name with her. It is the only way that she can heal him. And then Ra tries to appease her with some lesser names, but to no avail. And time's running out. He eventually gives in, giving Isa his true name, and thus granting her power equal to that of the sun god. The end. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I started off with once upon a time. I was like, ah. Oh. So there are a lot of different versions of that story, and technically all of them are correct. Um, maybe in a future episode, we'll talk more about the Egyptian mind and how they handled multiple different versions of the myth at the same time. Yeah, because that's that's confusing as hell, and we understand that completely. Yeah. Just to add on to that confusion, we will put the caveat yeah. in there that the reason for that story is to say that even if we do call, again, Osiris, because I think that, you know, just using him as the example is consistent throughout the episode would be ideal. Poor guy. Yeah, he's he's like, what did I do to deserve this? Right. Um, <laughs> even though I call him Wasir, Wasir is not his name. He has a name that no one knows other than himself and his mother. And that's something that the pharaohs did also, is they had more than one name. And the reason for that 
is the Egyptians believed that you could not properly cast a spell on someone unless you had their true name. So, yeah. of course, they're not going to give us their true name because we can go on TikTok and tell everyone or on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, we would have that power. But that, like I said, the power of having more than one name didn't extend to just the divine. It extended down to the pharaoh. And there's some record of most, uh, a great deal of Egyptians having a true name. And typically that's only known by the person and their mother. Your dad can't cast a spell on you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So do you want to go into the pharaoh's name or do you want to go into... Oh, no. Okay, I see where we're at. Never mind, sorry. (laughs) So, the pharaoh had different types of names. And I know this is confusing. I am so sorry. We love you all for staying with us. (laughs) So, the pharaoh had a Heru name, which designates the pharaoh as the living Heru. The, The throne name as king of Upper and Lower Egypt. Um, This is the title associated with their coronation name. They had the birth name, which would be followed by son of Ra, Ray, whichever. And this is the name that we know the pharaohs by. And it emphasizes the pharaoh as the hair, the heir, the hair. The heir. They're just the feather of the Ra, yeah, just, of Ra. Just you know? one hair. And there are a couple other different types of names that the pharaoh would have. And just like the gods, again, Osiris, I'm so sorry, but like Wusir, Usir, Osir, they're all correct names. They're all different, but they're all referring to the same entity. Yeah. The pharaoh would do the same. It's just the different names would be used for different reasons. But on top of all of those names, there was a name that only the pharaoh and his mother would know. Which is why this is this this is what boils my blood so quickly on Kemet Talk, I guess is what I'll call it. If your deity gives you a name, do <gasps> not share it. Do not share it. That is the Don't. easiest protection magic that you can do is just keep that to yourself. <laughs> Not everything of your practice needs to be public eye either. It's just I Amber has had to listen to me send her TikToks, wait literally three minutes until she likes it, and then I call her and I go on a whole rant like, why would they do that? (laughs) Like Don't do it. Please don't. It just oh my god. The whole point of having more than one... All right, I'm, I'm going to get a little irritated now. The whole point of you're having fine. more than one name like that... So, like Ra, your your other name can protect you. So, someone can't cast baneful magic on you if they think your name is, like, John Smith. Because if your name is Joe Smith... It doesn't work. Like with Hekka, you need the per- Hekka is comedic magic. Like with Hekka, you need the person's true name in order for it to work. And that also works with places like name your house or your job or wh- whatever. And don't tell anyone what the name of your spaces are. That's a form of protection magic. Protect yourselves. And now I need to calm down. So now Amber's going to talk. <laughs> Am I? <laughs> yes, because I, I'm like genuinely annoyed now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. No, it's not okay. Please stop sharing your divine names. <laughs> Please. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> and if you're not sure if your deity gave you a divine name, you can always just ask and be like, hey, is this is this a divine name? And they'll tell you. Oh. I'm I'm genuinely like if I had a heart monitor on my heart rate's like accelerated because I'm annoyed. Hell <laughs> <Allie>, no, hell <laughs> <Allie>, yes. 
but are there comedic names actually the gods' names? Didn't yeah, sorry, no. my, my anger, angry rant kind of ruined our notes and the order in which we were going to talk about the notes. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, please don't hate us, but no. <laughs> <laughs> the gods will never give you their true name. I think that's something really important to like yes. say very specifically. The gods yeah. will not give you their true name. It doesn't matter who you are or what your relationship with that is. And we shouldn't be forcing that out of them because that's them trying to protect our, themselves. Like, why would we... Yeah. Why would we force that out of them? Why would you force anything on a good deity? Mm-hmm. Like, no means no. It doesn't mean keep asking. So we so. we know that this episode is very long and very complicated and very confusing. Trust us, we know. We had to write it. <laughs> but the long story short is that much like probably everyone else listening to this podcast, we'd prefer not to be called names that were given to us by, for lack of a better word, oppressors. And while they're not their true names, there are names that they were originally chosen to be called. And in our experiences, the comedic gods always prefer the names that they chose for themselves. So Osiris does not like to be called Osiris in my experience with working with him he much prefers wasir actually if i slip up and call him osiris i get this like feeling of like what did you just say <laughs> i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> seth's the same way like set doesn't like seth at all he's okay with setesh or sutek mm-hmm. but he's kind of in my experience it, he kind of feels like it's a little more formal to use those it's so yeah, it's a little hoity-toity. So set is just fine for him. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I was doing a TikTok, and it's actually pinned on my profile, where <laughs> I was talking about uh, a couple of theses that I recommend for people to read to get more information about him. And all of them use Seth, because academics use their Greek names. And I accidentally called him Seth when I met set. And... The feeling that I got. I How felt so dare bad. you? I felt so bad. <laughs> but I think, like, academics, it's one thing. Like, obviously, we prefer that, like, everyone call them by their comedic names. But I think as devotees of these gods, we should actively be moving towards calling them by their comedic names. Which yeah. may sometimes seem like a confusing thing. You know, renaming someone that in our minds already has a name, but it's it's the right thing to do. And in our experience, it's a lot da- less daunting than it seems. Yeah. At first it is. It does. It's very daunting, and we understand that because it was daunting for us, too. But baby steps. Just baby steps. But also a lot of the time, like, it's similar or identical to their Greek name. Like, I feel like they started renaming the comedic gods and then they just ran out of creativity. And they're like, <laughs> like, if you're a devotee and this is, you know, my thing, you know, don't go after Amber about this, but like calling Set, Seth is lazy. And then there are deities like Ron, Sekhmet, and Boss that those are already their comedic names. They do have Greek names. We actually looked up Boss, and we were both like, I've never heard of this before. I don't I don't even think I can pronounce it, to be honest. I'm terrible. I am terrible with Greek pronunciations. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I am. But it was... Iloros for Bost is her Greek name. Yeah, so like, you know, if you're a, a Ra or a Sekhmet or a Bost devotee like don't worry you're good as far as as far as we know like those are their comedic names but even a set is such an easy switch from isis like there's there's and there's got to be more examples of that but we you know those are the easiest ones that we could find i think ampu from anubis is actually really easy too Mm -hmm. but that's just me i think the hardest one is horus yeah, because it's, it's like Heru and then Horus. Like, there's, well, it's, I mean more in the sense of, like, you've got to figure out which form of Horus Heru. you're yeah. working with. And like we said, we're going to do an entire episode on Horus, whether the Setian, 
that I record with likes it or not. But <laughs> excuse you, man. <laughs> I'm like I genuinely feel bad for when like you know, and we were both in this category at one time when you have to start to learn that there are like fifty three thousand different headers. <laughs> I love how the number jumped from like eight to nine to ten, and now fifty three thousand. There's so many. <laughs> we put so little effort into our eight or nine different horses that we could name off the top of our head. We put so little effort into that, and we were not coming up with the same ones. Like, could you imagine if you and I actually sat down and tried to find all of the different Harus? It would take us forever. Yeah, I think that's why I'm just like, I don't know if I want to do that episode. Oh, yeah, sure, that's why. I <laughs> totally believe you. <laughs> no, I can I can care less. Like, Harry Wear, in my experience, has been very chill. And, like, because I celebrate their birthdays and everything, and mm-hmm. I feel that they come and check out what we're doing. But I feel Harry Wear is, like, super chill with me doesn't mean that's going to be everyone's experience I don't know much about that other than my experience so Mm -hmm. but I don't know I don't think Herusa Asek has come over can't imagine why couldn't tell you (laughs) why um (laughs) considering East doesn't come very often anymore either uh (laughs) I think I've met him twice, if that. Hedder Sasa. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I might check. I might check and see. I might ask Seth, hey, has he come over? Can you get and tell me? He's going to be like, no! Um, (laughs) But I think that this entire episode at Kyle kind of boils down to a couple of different things. And mainly that thing is like, what is your previous education level with the Egyptian history before you started your comedic path because if you started learning about Egypt when you were a kid like you know like me I think it'll take you a bit longer to quit calling them by their Greek names like I slip up sometimes and I don't mean to but you know there are certain people when I'm talking about I'm very fortunate that some of my family members know about my path and I can talk to them about it because you know they don't care they love me either way but I have to use their Greek names when I'm talking about them and I think Same. because of that, I kind of I kind of slip up sometimes when I'm talking to like other comedics or like when I'm doing my my prayers or whatever. Um, but if you've known them like that for so long, it's understandable, I think, when you slip up because you're not taught their comedic names in school. You're taught their Greek names. Mm-hmm. But in my opinion, and I'm sure it's Amber's opinion also, there does need to be an active movement within comedic paganism to try and remove their Greek and Roman names as far as we can. I also feel like, <clears throat> not to go back, before I, before I say this, not to go back to what you said about your family, I there's been times when I'm talking to my dad about stuff because he just, he you know, my family is also very welcoming and very loving no matter mm-hmm. what because I'm, I'm their kid mm-hmm. and I'm very blessed with that uh, I will say Ampu like because he'll bring up an Ampu and I'll, be, I'll, I'll use Ampu and he'll look at me like who's that mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be like Anubis dad <laughs> and it's really it's it's, it's fun but <laughs> it's kind of one of those like one two three oh I messed up kind of moments like you don't, yeah. you don't realize like what the problem is until yeah. like a couple seconds after because you know, you and I talk yeah. so often and, you know, 100% of the time you use the comedic names and 98% of the time I use the comedic names. Yeah. And it just, it confuses my dad, mm-hmm. but, uh, and then it confuses me. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> but I feel like the one that I mess up the most is Hathor. <laughs> like I'm more likely to mess up and call her Hathor than Hutteru. And I don't know what, what block in my brain is that like I can't undo that but like I'm actively trying to do that I am not perfect I will probably screw up sometime on this podcast and I apologize in advance to my viewers that I'm going to sound like a hypocrite but 
Oh no, I'm the same way. Not with Hetero. I've actually learned for, to do it with Hetero. Mine is Horus. Which one? <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> like all of them. Except for like Heruware. If I talk about Heruware because it just it rolls off my tongue mm-hmm. and I really like sorry, I really like saying it. It's really fun. <laughs> I also really like saying Usir. Like it just it just rolls off my tongue. <laughs> And I like um, Sutek. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it just, it's really cool. But anyway. <laughs> there, are but time, yeah. there are times where I'm actively trying to remember Seth's hoity-toity names, and I cannot. And I have to text you and be like, what is it? And I give you no context. And I'm like, what is the name I'm trying to remember? And nine times out of ten, you text me the right one. Hoity-toity <laughs> <laughs> names. <laughs> guy like, for the record there's nothing wrong with those names but like they're they're very fancy they are i feel they're very fancy he's a fancy guy I mean, cons- <laughs> <laughs> I mean versus just set it is very mm-hmm. fancy you know satesh sutek it's just As much as we're joking around, it is such an important thing to take these steps to call them by their real name. And by real mean, I mean public real name. Yeah, yeah, not their, not their true name. We know this episode is confusing. We are so sorry. This is as concise as we could get it. (laughs) Yeah, it's, this whole thing is, especially the baby comedics. Now, those of us who have been through comedicism for at least like you know a few years we're like oh yeah yeah but we understand we've been baby comedics too and Mm -hmm. we're always always learning regardless of our time within this (laughs) i literally like just to talk about you know always learning i think i have 10 feet of just comedic books on my bookshelf collectively I know that I'm that's jelly. a weird measure of how many books, because I feel like, you know, the Family Guy episode where they're like, I want a barrel of cheese. I feel like I just did that, where I'm like, I've got 10 feet of books. <laughs> See, no, when I first started my comedic path, I, I didn't have a job, so I didn't have disposable income to buy books. So everything that I've learned was been online. Mm-hmm. So I don't have 10 feet of books. <laughs> I have what we would call a problem. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very jealous. It's very nice. Like, mm-hmm. your bookshelf is so nice. I wish I had the space. Yeah. We, we should probably do an episode about how we find our sources. Because I think, yeah. like, between you and I, we have found incredible ways to get comedic resources, like, tangible comedic resources on a budget. Yeah. We should probably do an I episode agree. like that. It may be one of the Maybe. many episodes we've been talking about. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yes! Um, <laughs> or do we keep them to ourselves? No, I'm kidding. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I put my book rec list in the link tree, in our link tree, by the way. I think you did. I think that's there. So uh, most of the books and most of the references that we use for our podcast is there mm-hmm. in, that, in that link. Um, especially the ones that we used for this episode because as you can probably tell there were a lot yes um and also the it takes you to like an amazon kind of list you do not have to buy them off of amazon some of them are very pricey Mm -hmm. you can look up like thrift books and you know used bookstores and you'll get them cheaper Mm which i feel is important (laughs) because yeah it's, it's really hard to drop, like, $80 on a book. Mm-hmm. We just did. <laughs> yeah. We went book shopping right before this episode. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a good thing we have jobs. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, also, not to, like, I feel like this is very, like, back and forth right now, but... It's a podcast. It's supposed to be back and forth. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Do I set? 
Do I ADHD? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have an excuse. I don't work with them. <laughs> the... While we all we feel that it's really important that comedics learn their comedic names, I really also and I think I think you do too, Allie. I don't know. I can't remember what you said because my memory sucks. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really important even if you're not comedic to learn their comedic names. So even when you're like, let's say you're primarily a Norse pagan but you're working with like Ampu because he I feel like he's very popular amongst everyone Mm -hmm. I feel like learning and using Ampu instead of Anubis is very chef's kiss and very important to do Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I mean I would love to see how many non-strictly comedic viewers we have yeah which we're gonna get, we're gonna get to the. That that's kind of one of our announcements in a way at the end of the podcast, but it, it's interesting to think about the responsibilities of. Oh, this is this is an entirely different episode that I'm about to pitch. The responsibilities <laughs> that pagans have that aren't strictly comedic. what their responsibilities are to their deities that are. So do they follow Ma'at Nisfet? And if they do, how stringent do they have to be? And just that's a whole rabbit hole that we could probably go down. Yeah, that is a huge rabbit hole. Because it's just like... That just blown my mind. I'm just sitting here like, whoa. I wish we could do podcasts live because I feel like if we had a chat option, that would be so much fun. But I feel like that's kind of one of the things that we'd have to address is what does a non-comedic pagan who works within the comedic pantheon owe their gods, I guess? I don't know how to phrase that better. I I don't know. I was just like, oh, it's, it's, you said that just fine. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it could be, it could be, you know, yeah. said a little more eloquently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, did we? I think we covered okay. everything. Did you want to do the little extra bits that I put in, or did you want? You wrote them. You should, you should read them, if you want to. Uh, I was going to if you want me to, like, because the Ren, the Ray, Ren Anut, Ray, Ray, na 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 na. Renesmee, na na na. I love her. I'm sorry. I should not. Neither of us can pronounce this deity's name. I had it. I had it. Like, I was sitting here, like, all right, I'm, I'm eating my sub, right? And I'm looking it up. So I had it ready for, like, this episode because. Like even when I'm talking about, and this is a this is a thing too. Like when I have to talk about Norse deities or Greek deities, because people ask me about them on TikTok for whatever reason. Follow Amber on TikTok, please. <laughs> they, like for an example, I had to talk about Sigyn in the Norse mythology because somebody had asked me about being a priestess of hers and I looked up how to pronounce her name because I did not want to butcher it. (laughs) Because it's so important to me to be able to pronounce the Norse deities' names properly since, you know, it's, it's important to me to learn the comedic names and sometimes comedic names are very difficult for me to pronounce Mm -hmm. I had a really hard time learning Hatshepsut Mm -hmm. like a really hard time so I had to like constantly listen to it and I've only listened to Renanut a few times so I have to like slow myself down I think that I have to try and say it slower because the region that I'm from, we have accents and we talk fast. So like, yeah. I think that I, I actively need to sit down and try and get myself to read it slower so that I'm not like doing a Twilight and just being like whatever they do with 
Bella and Edward's kid's name. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know how to say this. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but there is a myth surrounding Renanut where um, she gives each newborn a secret name. Mm-hmm. And it, which was never dis- disclosed to anyone to protect them from harm. Which, you know, we talked about earlier on in the podcast. When I was there mad. Are myths. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when Ellie was mad. <laughs> but but it, I feel like it, you know, I, I put it in earlier on today and I'm like, maybe this is something we can talk about too. And they believed in order to enjoy it in eternal life, their image and their name must survive. So, and I think that's kind of very, I don't know, the way that I look at it is very romantic. No, you? For, <laughs> <laughs> you <need> love. <laughs> and names in particular were chosen carefully to represent a person's personality or their devotion to a particular god or location or even to reflect the times that they were in. Simple names or nouns or adjectives like neferet, which means beautiful woman, or usir. I said that similar to usir. It's usir. It's not usir. Usir is Osiris. Usir is strong. (laughs) Yes. Said that similarly, I'm like, no. I wait, heard that. I, need I was to like, Amber, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then that gem, which means sweet. <laughs> and others can take forms of statements such as Rahotep, or which is Ra is satisfied, or like a chep suit for most of noble ladies. Can I can I call myself out for a second? It was oh, yeah. it was like within the past two weeks, even though I have taken classes to read hieroglyphics, and I know separately what Tutankhamun's name breaks down to. I I I the the dots did not click in my brain that it's a name dedicated to Amun. Like, I know all the facts separately, but I didn't put them together. Like, I just had a handful of puzzle pieces, and all of a sudden, I, the puzzle was together. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot, so I'm going to call myself out on that one. <laughs> You're not an idiot. It's fine. Like, I was literally... Was, I was eating soup. <laughs> I was just like... Oh. <laughs> I just got, like, punched in the brain, like, you fool. Think about this thoroughly. Like me, saying Usir instead of Usir. Usir. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Also, epithets were also common to help distinguish people with the same name, like using Nedjez for the youngest child. That was just one example. There were mm. a lot, but... Um, then they even had nicknames and a common one with names like Mary Amun, beloved of Amun, or Merimut, beloved of Moot, was Mary. I want to, I, I don't, Ramsey's troops called him. Sese. Sese? Mm-hmm. I was going to say Cece. <laughs> See, this is why I'm just like, oh, I need to slow down. But. I'm a little nervous, which meant the uh, the vanquisher. Yeah, my little extra bits. Thank you for your extra bits and bobs. <laughs> Wonderful. We should have a segment at the end before before the end to end segment, which are about we're about to announce. But we should have an end to end segment where it's like bits and bobs, where it's like facts that we wanted to put in but we couldn't figure out how to finagle them in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone, here's your bits and bobs. Anyway, so we are very excited to announce that we are going to do question and answer segments now at the end of certain episodes where if you guys submit a question to us either on Amber's TikTok, which is Desert Rose Goddess, or mine, which is Sacred Scorpio, or there is a TikTok for the podcast. Yes. Um, if you send I us think a, that's in the link tree too, right? I think so. 
Okay. If you send us a message on TikTok or Instagram, or if you email us, our email, I believe, is also in the link tree. We will do our very best to answer your questions. It'll be fun. I'm kind of excited to see what kind of rabbit hole those questions lead down. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, make us think of things that break our brain. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you guys so much for listening to this doozy of an episode. I'm sure most of the Q&A questions from this episode will be like, "Uh, I'm confused. (laughs) Yeah, which is fair. Uh, It's fair. We are are too. We had to write it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. This took us, I wish we had put like a start date for this episode for how long it took us. And by us, I mean, mostly you, Amber, to write. Is there? Well, the last edit on the first one was April 21st. Oh, my God. <laughs> so almost, That was the last edit. It wasn't even the first one. Almost a month to write this episode. It was painful. I'm so sorry, my love. <laughs> it was only painful because I just didn't... Alexander the Great just makes me uncomfy. Once again, it's all his fault. Yeah, he makes me uncomfy. So. Oh, speaking of, let us know if you guys want us to do a Moonlight Night episode (gasps) breakdown. I would love to do that. You still haven't seen the last episode. Shh, I'm seeing it this Sunday. (laughs) I was supposed to watch it tonight, but I'm going to call out my brother on this. It's his fault we're not watching. <laughs> does he listen to the podcast? I have no idea. I sent it to him. I don't know if he does. I'm going to message him. I'm going to bug your brother. My dad listened to the first episode. Hi, Amber's dad. <laughs> I think my aunt might be listening. So if you are, I, hello. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Allie's aunt. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Oh my god, this episode is almost an hour. That's okay. That's all right. It's all right. It's fine. We're going to go before it gets too long. Yes. (laughs) Have a great rest of your day, guys. And thank you for listening. Much love, guys. Bye. See ya.